0: Friends from work, we're back. We're here today to talk about the best live action Joker. I have no idea how we're going to do this. Stay tuned. Let's chat. Everybody, come
1: on. Let's
2: get down. Get
0: Get down. I got a little finger happy there that (laughs) I was like, nope, no, we have to play that song because the artist is here. Freak bass. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. What's going on, man? Hey, Bob Seska. What's up,
2: dude? Hi, doing great. Doing great. It's great to be here. I'm a little bit. uh, Yeah, it's it's, uh, just right after the weekend. Uh, For some reason, I didn't sleep very well last night, so this should be interesting. I should be uh, pretty groggy and incoherent, just like mm. I am right now. So
0: <laughs> I can't tell at all. And you look fabulous. <laughs> and and I was telling him uh, off off uh, off mic, freak base, that the fact that he's not the world's most famous political analyst on radio is a damn shame. Mm. Um, and oh, speaking man. of speaking of celebrity, we <laughs> have Mister TikTok in the house, who was just telling us he's up all night streaming for the fans around the world. What's going on with that, dude?
1: Oh, man. I mean, it's like every you know, I, my shows every single, well, except Saturday. So I do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm up late uh, making funky music. So, uh, you know, and when I'm done with the show, I'm hyped. So I'm usually that's when I catch up on all my uh, superhero action about two thirty eight. And, you know, Bob, but Bob knows because I like I text him. I want to, you know, I become an avid bike rider. And and guess when I go? Guess when I go bicycling? Oh, about 1:30 a.m., two in the morning.
2: Yeah. Oh my God! So instead Absolutely. instead of called, calling the show "Friends from Work," you should just call it "Friends with Insomnia." That's right. That's <laughs> That's the, exactly. the new name. That's well, I name love it. My neighbor,
1: my neighborhood. You know, it's uh, you know, it's it's a lot of dead ends and cul de sac So uh, yeah. at nighttime, I mean, it's 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 actually the best time to you know. Obviously, the weather's great, and uh, and mentally, it's it's you know, I love uh, it's as you know, Bob from writing. It's just like it's the place you can kind of, cl- especially after being stuck in front of a screen for
2: oh, yeah, three hours, yeah. it's, it's
1: the place to clear your head so i Less love therapy. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, love you, it. and you
0: know freak i spent and i'm still in the business i just don't i'm not a full-time operator anymore uh, i can't do it i just can't not with five collective kids and sure dallas to houston back and forth constantly but uh for 20 years of my life you know i was running restaurants bars owning them running them whatever i was doing and uh i, I can just remember sometimes getting home sometimes at four in the morning Cause your bar closes at two you don't yeah. get out of there till 330 yeah and uh, you get home at four, and you're just up, like right. You can't just go to sleep. So I can't even imagine just doing what you're doing with <laughs> your your music in that fashion, and then going right to bed. That's impossible. Yeah, that's impossible. Yeah, it's a it's anyway, a weird
1: lifestyle, but it's it's you know it's it's the year it's it's twenty 2020, twenty, very twenty twenty three. You know, it's very twenty twenty three. Yeah.
0: Speaking of impossible, I think that's a great segue. I have no idea how I, this topic has been making me lose sleep. Speaking of lose sleep, this tie, this is tying in beautifully to our, our lead in here. So. We, uh, at Friends From Work here, Brian and, and Courtney and I are all three actors, and so we've been very careful about doing podcasts, maybe more so than most people, because there's just been a lot of restrictions, that we want to honor the strike and, and SAG and everything like that and our agent's request. And so uh, we have not been doing anything, and so we, I just wanted a topic that was just something we could talk about that had, that was not in any kind of conflict or anything like that, and uh, Freakbase and I were texting, and you came up with this topic, and it was Hey, best live cinematic Joker. Let's just talk about that. And I thought, how the hell are we going to do that? How are we going to choose the best live action cinematic Joker? And I'm I'm not sure if I have yet. I think I'm going to go last, and I'm going to choose at the very last <laughs> minute
2: because it's, like it's, like like it's like it's yeah. like a four way. It's like a
0: four way tie. Yeah. Well, he's going to have to go first because it was his idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, in approaching this, and I and I can say this, and I I, I feel safe that I can speak for all of us is that it's so hard sometimes in these sort of topics because it's the jokers are representing the material that they had and the time that their material came out. And so how do you compare Cesar Romero to Jared Leto? How do you even do that? Right. And and to me, that was the most challenging thing. And every one of them, in my opinion, there's never been a bad one do represent their, their, uh, what's the word i'm looking for help me out here guys their their film their project their the the director and writer's vision for what they were trying to accomplish and their time
2: yeah but also the zeitgeist of the time too because i I, one of my favorite memes about the whole batman universe uh is the one that uh, goes through the four big uh, live action jokers and starts out with caesar romero's joker and says okay that's lsd (laughs) then Jack nicholson is cocaine (laughs) Uh-huh. Heath, Heath Ledger is heroin, and yeah. Jared Leto is meth. Uh, <laughs> that's, wow. that, that's kind of right. you know you can kind of draw that parallel. Yeah. I yeah. think that works. So yeah. what do we do with uh, Joaquin Phoenix
0: then? Where, what is he? I know he's not on that meme, but what would
2: he be? Uh Xanax. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something that. <laughs> like uh serious antipsychotic meds some sort of pharmaceutical i think
0: yeah for sure oh you know what just dawned on me i, I just hit me what is the actor's name that plays him in the batman it's it's more of a, the deleted scene but it's barry oh uh
1: barry keegan barry right barry, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah yeah
0: man that deleted scene is great i want to oh, see yeah. more i want to see more of that joker yeah. What, Bob, what do you think of that scene? Do you think that should have been in the film, or what do you think?
2: Uh, you know what? I'm glad that it wasn't in the film because yeah. it's very easy for Joker to eclipse every other villain in a movie. And Truth. I think I like the idea of starting out and keeping it simple and narrowing the scope <sighs> of the villain's uh and that's the way it should have been. And then we can see Barry, is it Kogan? Oh, I don't know. We're just Kogan? Yeah. I read yeah. these names all the time. I never say them out I loud. Because the only yeah. time I get to do that is on this show. Story but, of my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry Kogan, let's w- wait on him. I think he's going to be featured in the second movie. So that'll be something to look forward to. We don't want to you know, blow through all the villains in one film. But he was great. I mean, the scene that I saw was um, amazing and shocking because mm-hmm. his face is more messed up than any Joker face that we've seen so far. In live so, action, yeah, yeah. he's pretty, he's uh, pretty wrecked. So I'm interested to see what that face looks like in broad daylight or some sort of lighting so we get the whole flavor of just how messed up he is and whether... Batman and we get did and we get a little him or what?
1: He's actually in the real film. I mean, I know it's a different scene, but it like we get that little teaser of him, and it wasn't that. that wasn't the real film, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a little, little bit of him.
0: Yeah, a yeah. Yeah. little teaser, yeah, 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 you yeah. see him a little bit, and then obviously you hear him at the lab. He's talking to the Riddler, right? right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good scene. I uh, I'm not sure if he should have even been in it at all. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on yeah. that, but that, that deleted scene is great. I'm glad he wasn't in the film too. I think it would have messed up the flow, but I love that there's a history there with them already, which is fantastic. Yeah. 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 Really cool stuff. But I'll just say, I guess I just inadvertently left him out because I guess it's fair to say freak, right? God bless them. It's great. Can't wait to see him in Batman too, but let's say that he just doesn't count because he's barely in the Batman. And that was a, sure. Scene. Of course. Right. All right fair right. to say. All right. Since you, um, put us to this impossible task. You, my friend, Bob and I spoke off camera. We both agreed that you have to go first. No, we actually did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you do, please. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say yet.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, oh, no worries. I well, have no idea. Well, let me start off by saying, and Rick, <laughs> you and I talked about this when we started texting about this, it's um, on top of, you know, Riddler being my favorite character and in, in comic book movie world. Um, and you guys correct me both if I'm wrong, but um, I don't think another superhero slash supervillain has ever won an Oscar before. And now we have one that's won the same characters, won two separate Oscars God, by two separate, characters, you know, so that just tells you the source material right there, how strong it is to begin with, like where everybody wants to play this part to as well. Also, quickly, we were mentioned TikTok before I actually on my show, we do polls throughout the show. show. And I told everybody on last night's show, I'm like, I'm going to, I told them about your podcast and I'm going to be on today and we're going to talk about Joker. So we did a poll on there. (laughs) So before I tell you what my pick is, I'm going to tell you, and I was kind of shocked here. I actually have the exact, exact numbers here, right here. And uh, I, of course, always just assume when it's kind of mainstream, it's going to be Heath's going to win out, you know, just because of, you know, and my, the demo people watching me are everybody from 18 to 65, you know, it's like everywhere, was, you know, TikTok's such a huge demographic. So actually, uh old uh, old Jack won. Jack Nicholson won in that. So uh not overwhelmingly, it was uh 45% for Jack Nicholson. Heath came in second. Uh uh Joaquin and Caesar both tied, and uh
0: Jared got zero. So, <laughs> no. poor Jared. Yeah, yeah. Is is it fair to say Jared's on nobody's list? Can we say that?
1: Yes, but I did love the Zack St- Snyder Justice League little addition tag on that. I thought that was yeah. really really good.
0: Yeah. I love that scene. Yeah. It's one of yeah, my favorite things about the Justice League cut, the Snyder cut, whatever you want to call it. Sorry. Um. Yeah. I I, I really do. I think it's a great scene. I thought he was underrated, and let's give him credit. He's the first Joker also to be in live action with Harley Quinn, which is cool. Oh yeah, true. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah. I think
2: you know what? I think he would be, or he would have received more votes if maybe his role would have been uh, more substantive in Suicide Squad. Suicide sure. Squad was a terrible movie, the, the first one. Yeah. Uh, at least the current studio edit um, right. is. I mean, it remains to be seen what the air cut looks like. But uh, that movie was not good, so it's very difficult for someone – playing that role to find any meat to it. I mean, the the great thing about Joker is it's sort of like the modern-day Hamlet. Like, every actor wants to to take a shot at playing this character. And it it requires more depth. You you have to explore what the character's all about. You just can't put freak on screen, not President Company accepted, but (laughs) you, you can't just put a guy who's a freak on screen and then assume that... People will gather and enjoy that character or be freaked out by that character. Right. You need to explore the psyche of Joker a little bit more, get into the depth of it for anything to latch on to as a fan. And we saw that with all the other live action Jokers. We just didn't get that a whole lot with Jared Leto. And I think it's partly in the same realm as Barry Kogan. Yeah, because he was hardly on screen enough for us to make a judgment call on if he's any good. Uh, you know, I thought I thought Jared Leto's Joker w- looked interesting and unique, and and unlike the previous Jokers that we had seen, damage tattoo aside. Uh, right. So it was a it was an it, there were there was potential there for Jared Leto's Joker that was unexplored, and and as you guys said, we did get a taste of that in the Snyder cut of Justice League. So, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more would have improved Jared Leto's chances in this yeah. discussion, but, you know. Sure. Uh, I you know,
0: I, 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 I agree with most of that. I'll just, I would I would push back a little bit. Well, I push back. It's just my own opinion. But uh, I, I like, actually, the first 34, 45 minutes of that movie. A lot, actually. Suicide I, Squad? I do. Now, now it falls apart badly. I mean, the last yeah. half is trash, but the first half I think is actually great. I think it has one of the best live action Batman scenes. And oh, yeah, that is actually, yeah. you that, know what? You're exactly right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. He and Will Smith um that's a great that's actually a really great scene well and obviously love,
1: obviously uh margot robbie harley Quinn, she made that
0: character iconic in that movie pretty much yeah you know? she did yeah she so. did so yeah i think we all agree there was potential there and uh if he popped up somehow somewhere i would not be upset about it at all i did not dislike him as the joker but i, I agree with bob that the source material itself was too flawed and i think obviously there was a lot of things that were cut out i would love to see we're in this world of, of cuts, you know, Snyder cut, Schumacher cut, you know, yeah. David Ayer cut. But still, I would love to see the uh, Ayer cut. So I, so I like the stills I've seen of the Joker. It looks very interesting. Yeah. So anyway, so Jared Leto's a great actor. Uh, I missed opportunity for that Joker, but maybe we'll see him again. But um, I, he left a mark. I think that Snyder scene uh, cut, that's, that, that shot is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. OK. All right, so, buddy. So how did you get to your number one pick?
1: So it was obviously incredibly tough. Um, you know, I mean, I was even kind of had one little foot dipping in the Cesar Romero camp for a little bit just because, you know, we like to joke about him. Excuse excuse that pun. But um, he's I don't know if we would have any of these jokers if had he not kind of created that almost kind of on street persona to begin Mm -hmm. with you know he kind of set set the table really for for all of them in a way um i also want to say before i tell you my choice my choice has a little bit of an asterisk because it a lot of it this this choice could change depending on what happens in joker 2 um if this movie ends up being incredible and as bonkers as it looks like it might be um (laughs) because i love joker the movie joker um i mean I, I've watched it count. I know a lot of people like, I don't, I don't think it's got a great rewatchability factor. I, I disagree. I've watched it seven, eight, nine times. I mean, I just, just that journey that you go on with Joaquin is just, just incredible. And, mm-hmm. and the transition from who he starts off in the movie to the final scene when he's with De Niro and like the Johnny Carson type talk show. It's a great scene. And, oh, it's incredible, you know, and I love King of Comedy. So, I mean, I know it's, you know, it's not exact King of Comedy, but, um, you know, that's one of my favorite Scorsese movies of all time. And um, but with that all said, there ultimately can only really be one choice for me.
0: It's this Mr. guy, right? Mr. Ledger.
1: <clears throat> I mean, I know it's probably the, the the stock more generic answer, but he just the scene, the scene I think one of the best maybe all time movie scenes of all time when with the uh, you complete me scene when they're um, Batman's interrogating him Mm -hmm. Um, because that moment you can just see. And Bale's so good. Bale gets so underestimated in this scene, too, as well, just because Heath Ledger's so incredible. But you can just see in Ledger's eyes him looking at him like you've won like he knows he's lost.
2: Mm. there's no
1: beating this guy like he's looking at joker it's like there's no beating this guy Mm. and the the fact that there's been a whole preceding movie before that where we've you know they've developed this this character that christian bale has has so brilliantly done and um that ledger is able to rise above that and with his interpretation of the character and still kind of have one foot in fantasy and one foot in reality. I mean, I know he doesn't have the the perma-white thing, and that was always like a, a, a point of contention with a lot of people online, whether it should be what it should be or not, but um, the way that he's just able to embody the character and just how freaking scary, I mean, even now, you watch that scene, especially the scene with the um, like the, the terrorist scene when he's got the, the pseudo-Batman there, you know, the, that, that scene is like terrifying oh, yeah. still. You know, yep. very especially with, yeah, yeah and, he, and now the way things are happening in our society for real. I mean, you could see something like that. Look at me. Yes. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah.
0: exactly. He does that demonic and then he goes to the laughing. <laughs> and in that scene, you hear him laughing more than you do throughout any point in the movie. He's very Joker. <laughs> he's right, got, yeah. oh, right. He's got the mask. He's doing that. Um.
1: Just, I mean, there's really no beating, you know, I mean, but again with the asterisk I mean because Joaquin I mean two different interpretations of the same character I've heard a lot of people criticize the Joaquin character saying that he doesn't seem smart enough to be the Joker I've heard that a lot like he doesn't seem like the character doesn't where you know his version obviously he's as much crazy as he is he still seems brilliant you know like he's probably got like incredibly high IQ where I've heard some people say that Joaquin doesn't seem like his IQ is at the level to be a Joker, um, but the way he interpreted him, which I don't agree with because the way that, and especially the way it ends up being that final scene with at the, uh, you know, at the talk show that we were talking about earlier, but again, uh, the the Ledger thing that was that was a game changer movie wise. You know, I mean, obviously you've got the best director and and maybe the history of cin- or one of the best directors, excuse me, in the history of cinema, uh, directing you too. So yeah, I just couldn't <clears throat> could, couldn't couldn't pass that. That was as generic as the answer might be. There's just it's just it is what it is. You know,
0: the interrogation yeah. scene is <clears throat> one for the history books, and my my favorite line and that whole thing I think, is kill you what would i do without you oh yeah <laughs> oh, it's so good i mean yeah. it just gives me chills because they are in my opinion i think batman is the greatest fictional character of all time i'll die on that hill mm. and part of the reason why is because of his number one arch nemesis yeah. that juxtaposition that visual of a man dressed as a bat fighting a crazy clown like it's it transcends it yeah. just does it it'll, that'll that will be popular a hundred years from now
1: uh, the the other thing, real quickly, is uh, and I know you guys have seen this, but like the way that Ledger, you know, he had to wear the prosthetic, obviously with the, with the scars, and mm-hmm. how he had to kind of, I think he was like lick, had to lick his lips to kind of keep it so it didn't dry out, and he yeah. kind of incorporated that into the character, you know, with the little tick that he had. I mean, just uh, oh, it's just so incredible. I, yeah, I he was ma- heavily
2: involved in developing yeah. the makeup. Heath Ledger uh, d- sat in a hotel room, I think, on his own, really. Yeah. Pouring over this character and making it uh, unique to himself. And I think developing the makeup himself, apart from the prosthetic scars, uh, I lent what I was saying before that depth to the character he felt lived in he felt like right that this guy had been around for a while well in that very first scene bank heist yeah well as I say the very first scene we see
1: him in the movie from the back we don't even see his face from the back and just his state you know little bit of a crooked shoulder kind of stance there (laughs) it's like you already you're like oh man this guy this guy is bad news you can just tell from the back of him yeah
0: and and if I may Bob I want to throw this at you and tell me if you agree with this I, I think one of the things that's brilliant about the Nolan trilogy also is how, and I wrote an article about this years ago that I was quite proud of saying, I, you know, comic book purists will say that this veered away too much from the comics and I completely disagree. I think that what Nolan brilliantly did is he took the comics and he just twisted them and made them grounded. Mm So no Joker wasn't perma-white. A perma-white implies obviously that something happened that he's permanently Joker physically. So what he did instead of that because it wouldn't make sense in this world is that he is he is permanently marked as joker with the scars yeah. for the yeah. for the face yeah. right. and, that, and that's the perma white for that movie but right. would you agree and, with that
2: bob yeah oh yeah exactly and we can look at a parallel something like uh dracula or frankenstein's monster or something like that it would be weird if fans of the universal monsters like we're getting really militant about how every Frankenstein should now have like a flat top head and the bullets right. coming out of the neck. So sure. you want to give director writer, the actors some sort of latitude in terms of putting their own stamp on a character like that. And, uh, and, and so I guess that leads me to where I land on this particular topic, which is that I, I think Heath Ledger for my money is the best Joker but I think my favorite joker is Jack Nicholson. To <laughs> ah, your, I'm not ma- I'm not mad uh, about
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I, and I say that my <laughs> one caveat, my one nitpick is exactly my one nitpick is that the makeup hasn't held up as well over the years. It's still, I can kind of see it now. And maybe that's because I've watched, as we all have, a million different making of things. And we, you know, because the internet demystifies everything. So we now have the full scope of the behind the scenes it's aspect of how that, how that all worked out. And we've seen the different iterations of it as they were developing the character. But the thing that I love about Jack Nicholson's Joker is the fact that he's got more layers to it. He's not just psychotic and angry and villainous he's silly and devious too there's like a there's a, a caesar romero angle in there you can mm-hmm. see the different aspects of joker played out through jack nicholson's portrayal so you get that silly uh caesar romero aspect of it but then you also get the more modern like psychotic murderous joker who's not afraid to incinerate someone at a board meeting or uh to to just be a homicidal maniac so there's that uh sort of heath ledger aspect of of the joker character in there too obviously coming way before that but suffice to say i like the different dimensions of joker playing out through jack nicholson it's he's fun but he's also scary as hell like there's that great shot the way do they get a load of me shot oh man which is one of the best joker shots of course uh that we've ever seen there have been several of obviously of heath ledger in the dark knight but As far as the Jack Nicholson Joker goes, that one shot was so iconic and everything looked on point. The makeup was good. His expression, his delivery, the lighting, the cinematography, everyone was so perfect for that one shot of Joker uh, introducing him in the full on persona. So, yeah, that's kind of where I land on this as far as uh, why Jack Nicholson stands out so much, because no matter where you come from in terms of your view of Joker Jack Nicholson brought that. There was something there for every taste in uh, Joker fandom. So that's yeah. where I kind of land.
0: That's why That's why he got first billing.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was really savvy on the business side of <laughs> Absolutely. it. I Absolutely, mean, he was. It, he was saw a... something in that script and that director that uh, I don't think anyone else saw at the time. I know the, the fanboys were... <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine if the internet had existed in the lead up lead up to Batman '89. I wonder if it had done. I wonder if it would have done as well as it, as it had uh, if the internet had existed. Thank and, God it. Thank God it
0: didn't. You know yeah. that's the, that uh, <laughs> no that that scene. way to get a Load of me. I remember that being yeah. in the first teaser. Yeah, and I and I remember watching an episode of Cheers. And mm-hmm. so this was the Curse Alley years because this was probably in 88 when the first teaser dropped, late 88, because it came out in June of 89 or June or July yep. of 89. Was it July? Or June. June. June of 89. June, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, June. Right. And I just remember going, oh, my gosh, the visual of this. And at this point I had read, you know, some Frank Miller stuff and I was privy to a darker Batman, obviously. But to see that on screen and then Jack Nicholson's Joker is what really got it. And I remember for me at that age. Let's say I was about – how old was I then? 13, 12, something like that. Yeah, 14. I don't know. I can't wow. do math in my head. But I, but I can remember – what was the film that Jet Nicholson did where he had all the, I guess the witches and shares in it and he's the. Witches of Eastwick. Witches of yeah. Eastwick. Yeah. My, that was prior to that. Right. I want to make sure well, I got my timeline. Right.
2: Satan. He played Satan. And it was another great. Cause that was like George. an Jack 80, 80 yeah.
0: 86, 87, maybe. Right. Something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember okay. I was in like 10th grade or something. Yeah. I so, that.
0: so my sister, and my mom loved that movie and I remember watching it with them. And then I just, for me, I just made that connection that that's who that was. And that yeah. also made me fall fall in love with Jet nicholson's work
2: yeah uh, and you know what it's funny when batman 89 came out the previous summer for some reason uh you know kids do this when they don't have when they have copious amounts of free time we ended up watching the shining uh, renting that from errol's video a gazillion Mm -hmm. times the previous summer so the summer of 88 and then that whole school year the my senior year of high school uh, 80 88 into 89 I was watching the Batman 66 TV series, because I think it was either on MTV or in syndication, I forget exactly which, it was probably syndication. And so I was just, my Batman fandom was at a like an all-time high at that mm-hmm. point. Ne- never higher than it was when I was <laughs> six years old and watching Batman 66. But, uh, <laughs> when I was 12, yeah, that was a big deal, or when I was in 12th grade. And so when that movie came out and it was so vastly different from Batman 66, and then also at the same time, it had one of my favorite actors at the time, Jack Nicholson playing the Joker, uh, it seemed like perfect casting. It seemed like obvious <laughs> casting, especially after seeing The Shining so many times. I said, so, well, yeah, this makes perfect sense. This guy losing his mind, perfect Joker casting. And then of course, Jack Nicholson's got that face, uh, the perfect Joker face and then uh, saying something nice about the joker makeup for jack nicholson i love the idea that it kind of looks like a crappy facelift like he got <laughs> right, like, an right. extreme facelift right, in the right. process so right. I, I like the origin story love joker. that joker getting, getting, getting that joker. Shot in the face. Yeah, yeah yeah getting shot in the face and then falling into that vat of acid that you know changed his skin color and his hair and so on brilliant and then and then the idea of having him put on flesh-colored makeup over his white face right
1: right and then right.
2: saying publicly that he had taken his mask off there was so many interesting things about that portrayal of that character and you know, it's no wonder then jumping that over to the, yeah. jumping
1: over the heat thing really quick um that the first time i saw dark knight um You know, the scene where he's a cop, like I was like, is he doing the Jack Nicholson? Because I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be, you know, they leave it a little ambiguous. So I was Mm -hmm. like, is was he putting the, you know, the Jack Nicholson makeup to become the cop like over his like, is he really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know, it was never really
2: clear with Heath Ledger what exactly caused those scars because he was an unreliable narrator right, in terms right. of how that uh, happened and yeah. his story changed a bunch of times. Right, we so just, we never right. really found out what the hell happened to that guy that led to those facial scars and ultimately what led him to that life of psychotic crime. I mean, uh, so unhinged and unpredictable. Uh, that character is just so terrifying. One of the scariest, or I think the scariest portrayal of Joker. For sure.
0: And, you know, to uh, piggyback a little bit off of your comment about, uh, you know, what Jack Nicholson did with that character. He was zany. He was funny. I mean, it was yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. I, I think what also makes that work for me is that he is the uh, the one actor, outside of Walking Phoenix, because that's a whole kind of different, black labeled thing but um out of the more traditional versions of the joker is that you see him as jack napier you see jack nicholson make have a performance that before he transitions into the the joker much like we get from joker todd phillips joker but in a you know in a batman film and i think there's something about that for myself that makes that joker even more fascinating and why he's I mean, he's in my top two, and I, he goes back and forth. And I'll get to mine in a second, and I think I've got mine now. But I, 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 really love that we get to see Jet Nicholson play. Like, for instance, the character when he's standing in front of the mirror, right? And um, what's her name? she's from my hometown. I should remember. She used to date Mick Jagger. She's from Mesquite, Texas. Jerry Hall. Yeah. Jerry Hall. She. What's her What's her character's name in the movie?
2: I'm trying to remember. Oh. God, okay, because he says she commits suicide. Good question. He yeah.
0: remember he smashes her mask to, Kim, to Vicki to Vicky Bell. Right, right. Yeah. That she jumped off. That yeah, whatever. She walks up and she said, "You look fine, Jack. I didn't ask." Oh, yeah. right, right. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then when he becomes Joker, when he and then when he enters Jack Palance's uh, uh, suite, his, his 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 whatever that is that amazing high rise apartment he's living in. And he's like, you set me up over a woman, a woman. And you can see his makeup and see that smile. And he's still sort of Jack Napier there
2: as right, he right. as,
0: he's, as he's talking to him, you know, you set me up, you, you, you know, whatever. And he, as he walks up, he's like, Jack is dead, my friend. And then you can call me Joker. And at that moment, that transition was complete. That was like Anakin becoming Darth Vader, right? there. <laughs> I mean, right,
2: right.
0: maybe bad analogy because he was never a good Jedi, but you know, still the transition,
2: by the way, the character uh, was Alicia. Alicia Jerry Hall played Alicia. Yeah. yeah. North
0: Mesquite High School. Old, uh, she was a hmm. uh, old Mesquite High School. Yeah, that's our one of our claim to fames in my little hometown. And she this was she East was married.
1: Wasn't she married to uh, our, our good friend at Fox News, too? For a short time was
0: she really i know she R- dated R- Mick jagger for a while
1: no well she, i think she, yeah and but uh you know uh who's retiring you know the 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 main guy at Rupert R- Rock yeah we yeah. R- i'm pretty sure she oh might, she might she, she might, even might be, have been she might even be currently or she it, it was fairly recently
0: yeah 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 interesting yeah mesquite's got jerry hall and the original pearl jam drummer dave Abbruzzese. wow and then, she is and then, the
2: fourth wife of Rupert Murdoch. They divorced last year. <laughs> oh, oh, is that Nevada. right? There
0: you go. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, good for her. Anyway, so yeah, I think Jet Nicholson's Joker is legendary. For me, it's held up real nicely. You know, mm-hmm. Freak, when I was watching The Flash, I was still kind of hoping that maybe there would be some <laughs> Jet Nicholson cameo. I know he's retired, but still, I just wanted it. I guess we got the box, though. The laughing box. Yes. Right yeah. right. yeah. So, okay. So in this conversation, um, I, I've, I've been going back and forth between Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. And it's hard because they're very different interpretations. And then to give props to Cesar Romero for you said this best without him working, there never would have, I don't think any of this would be here. Yeah. And e- even though that show catapulted the popularity of Batman, in a lot of ways, it set it back culturally because it took a long time for, uh, Batman mainstream to break away from the zany pow, pow. Holy, this Batman and all that stuff. And, and yep. by the way, it still hasn't gone away. It's still part sure. of the vernacular. Mm-hmm. But Batman 89, you know, paved the way for... I mean, we can talk about comics in the 80s and Front Miller and Dark Knight Returns and all that, and that's all very valid. I'm talking mainstream, right? Yeah. 90% of the people that see these films don't read these comics. And yes, I'm pulling that out of my ass, but it's probably pretty accurate. Um, but... Um, but so we got to give him props. And it's always fun to note. And I should have a picture of him pulled up for this, that he he was so cool and so uh, sought after. He's like, if you want me in this role, I'm not shaving my, my mustache. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he didn't shave it. And it's I remember as a kid noticing that
2: one day going, does he have a mustache? <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't notice it. I, it was something that I didn't notice until much later, until I was watching it again when I was in high school, when I was a kid. Maybe it's because television sets were teeny tiny in the 70s, and I, I just didn't notice that he had a mustache under there. W- uh, were, you, were you watching it in black and white? Um, maybe on occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, the resolution was not strong enough. Or you know what? Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I just wasn't focused in on uh, Cesar Romero's upper lip. <laughs> the, mm. That was just not a thing I was looking at, so maybe that's why.
0: And, and you watch the you watch the show now, and he's incredible. In fact, in a lot of ways, like and, and, and Bob, I I shared your one of your best moments, the scene where Adam West is talking on the bat phone as Batman, and then to Commissioner Gordon, then he's talking on the telephone as Bruce Wayne, and he's yes. going back. And oh, forth. that's so good. And then he talks that to is, himself. Yeah, that is genuinely badass. By the way, yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. not a. You watch it now, and you almost appreciate how hard that is that's do. almost right.
1: christopher christopher reeve clark kent superman yeah level, you know before I mean? yeah. that before he did that right yeah. i mean yeah. like
0: because we used to make a joke in the george reeve uh, superman show that there was zero distinction right like clark might as well have been like all right i'm off to lunch guys and just fly out of the office with right, his right. know, suit on i mean why not <laughs> but uh, you know as goofy as is it was to not realize that I don't, you know that bruce wayne and dick grayson were back <laughs> in that show yeah it, it, you watch it now and it's almost more believable as an adult and in 2023 it's incredible because they were all just amazing and caesar romero his joker was incredible julie newmar was amazing Fred gorshin frank frank gorshin was amazing all amazing what because a, what they a, all you know, owned it they, they owned, owned it.
2: the silliness <laughs> of it and the satire of it they, they weren't were, always apologizing for what they were doing on television and and you've got really serious seasoned actors in many cases who uh maybe didn't necessarily have to do Batman and and be on that show, but then they were anyway, and they knocked it out of the park. You absolutely not for one second do you believe that they're just hamming it up because they get a paycheck? You know, they're they un- were un- to be in it. Yeah. They're
0: unapologetically those characters. Yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. so that's a great way to put it. Um, okay, so as we're talking, and I will be honest, I have a Heath Ledger scene just kind of pulled up. But we wanted to share it and play it because I do think it's the definitive Joker scene in cinema. And freak, you actually mentioned it. I actually have that hostage scene up because I think the, I mean, his demonic to silly to threatening to back to silly is like, it's a, it's a wild ride, but I was having a really hard time between Jack Nicholson and and Heath Ledger and, and, and both of you guys hit all the reasons why they're my top two favorites, but I'll say this for purposes of this, this podcast, then we do this again in six months and this may change. I'm going to go with Heath Ledger because Jack Jack Nicholson's Joker is amazing. Jack Nicholson being the Joker. Heath Ledger is Heath Ledger becoming the Joker.
2: Mm, good point. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Don't,
0: yeah. you do not see Heath Ledger. Jack Nicholson's Joker is Jack. And I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it is. I'm glad it exists. And it's I, I think it's bloody brilliant. And I still love it. But I think I'm going to go with Heath for the purposes of this. I think I kind of knew because I had the scene queued up, but still. um, And, you know, I think some of the stuff that that Nolan did that made him uh, so ambiguous, he had no origin story whatsoever, and, and we didn't want one or need one. Remember when Gordon is talking to the officers at the jail or somebody's maybe talking to him? I can't remember now exactly. They're like, you know, he has no, no ID, no fingerprints. We don't know where this guy's from. No, nothing, nothing in his pockets, but a pocket knife. We can't, you know, and I thought to myself, man, that's creepy. These, these guys can't even find who this guy is. Does this guy even know who he is? Yeah. Are those stories that he's telling about his scars? Are they, is he really just making that bullshit up on the fly? Or are these fantasies in his head that happened because it was so traumatic that, I I don't know. There was about to be a third story potentially at the end. Remember he looks at Batman and says, you know how I got these scars. And he he gets interrupted. He goes, you mean these or whatever? And he shoots. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that third one? If I could, if I could meet Chris Nolan tomorrow, I would say, did you have that written? What was the third version? Right. Right. Because it's there, you know? And I, I guarantee you, Heath as an actor had it written. If it wasn't actually on paper. Because he immersed himself in the role. And to. And, such, you know,
1: such, I such a such a shame. We, You know, I'm sure you guys have all read that, you know, he was Heath was going to be in three, too as well. Maybe not as the as the main character, but he was going to be in three. Nolan's I think I'm pretty sure Nolan's come out and said that that was the plan, you know, and it's, you know, who knows what could have been, you know, yeah.
0: I, I wonder if and if that, I, you know, if I would I would be curious to see if 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 Nolan has really 100 percent confirmed that because like uh, you know at my uh, old outlet over at BOF I, I know that that Bill was real involved in in those to give him a, a lot of credit for those those that era for Batman on Film and, and the Nolan trilogy and I know that he talked to him and he'll say and it's, I hate to speak for for him but I'm saying that that wasn't the case. Oh. And, and it doesn't mean that that he that the, the information he has is 100% accurate. I don't I don't know, but I, I will say I would I can't imagine in my mind if he didn't pass away for him not to be in there somewhere again, e- even if it was a scene like we got in the Batman where it's sort of this, he goes to see him in Arkham and there's a, right. Right. You know, you know, cause I, cause I, I love when he says to Batman at the end of uh, when he's hanging upside down, he's like, you know, you and I are destined to do this forever. Yeah. And so, you know, that this is not going anywhere. <laughs> this is this demented yeah. relationship is going to continue. So I, you know, that'd be something to, Man, again, I'd love to talk to Chris Nolan about that. So I don't, I just, but at the same time, Creek, I don't see how you could not have yeah. done it. I mean, yeah. really, at the end of the day, how could you have not? And I love The Dark Knight Rises, but uh, I think about that film and if there would have been some Joker in there somewhere, somehow certainly wouldn't have heard it. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, what a conversation. Not a bad Joker live action to date.
2: Yeah, and you know what? I wanted to add that uh, I really debated between Joaquin Phoenix and Jack Nicholson. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, and, and, and I didn't
1: know, Bob, I didn't know like what your opinion was on Joker, the oh, movie. Oh, I have never, love that never movie. Okay, I wasn't yeah, sure. I, I, okay. I, just,
2: I absolutely love it. And, and here's one of the reasons why I knew that I loved it when I saw it. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. But when I saw it the first time, I went in with kind of ambivalent expectations because one of my biases is, i don't really like batman stories that don't involve batman sure it's one of the reasons why i couldn't get into the gotham tv series no batman and and so i that i think that universe the universe of gotham city needs batman as the anchor as the center point because batman sets the tone for everyone else because all these other characters are designed to reflect some aspect of Batman or to be a contrast to Batman. So it's like you take that element out of the story and then suddenly, for me at least, it's lacking. And that's just a personal bias. I'm not saying that Gotham sucked or any Batman universe story that doesn't involve Batman sucks. I'm just saying for my personal preferences. And so when I knew that uh, the Joker didn't feature Batman, it took place when Bruce Wayne's just a young boy, uh, I was skeptical, and then when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it doesn't even matter that Batman's not in this. This is a wonderful portrayal of Joker, and it Joaquin Phoenix does such a, an amazing job carrying that movie that I, I didn't even realize, oh, well, there's no Batman in this story, but I could absolutely imagine where Batman could enter into this universe. And I hope we get some glimpse of Batman in the second movie which is apparently going to be a musical. This is going to be it's going to be so, so out there and crazy oh and I think yeah. it's going to blow people away. I, yeah. I honest I, to god think that this is going to be something else. I think it's going to uh, do quite well. Yeah. If I may. Yeah.
0: If I may because <laughs> just, that movie is a mixed bag for me. And yeah. I understand why you guys love it. I don't hate it. I it's like one of those things I watched it. I've seen it twice and after the second time I'm like there's some brilliant stuff in this. I don't know if I ever want to see it again. And I don't, I don't personally care that Batman's not in it because I look at this as a offshoot universe where it's Gotham, it's Joker. But even though the Waynes are in it and Bruce Wayne, that Bruce Wayne may not necessarily become Batman. It's not what this is supposed to be about. And But that didn't bother me. In fact, that was something I liked about it. Um, and I want to revisit it. In fact, I'm going to before the, the sequel comes out. But I just sort of let it go. And I thought, you know what? I respect the fact that it did a billion and and, and people loved it. And that's great. Didn't quite work for me, but. There's no doubt that it was um, a, a, a fantastic work of art and, and and talent, but for some reason, I can't even describe it. I am more excited for the sequel than I am for most sequels of movies that I loved, and I can't explain that. I, I I don't. I think it's because I thought leave it alone, let it be in a vacuum. Don't fuck it up. Don't do that. And then you see Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, and you see the. You, you said it's a musical and you see the, I, I just, it's so stylized and interesting and I'm going, I've got to see where they go with this. And she's a phenomenal talent and oh, she can, yeah. and she's a fantastic actress. I, I, she, I was sold on uh oh, the movie where she's married. Uh, she's in love with uh, the musician and he's oh, you know, uh, stars born uh, yeah. stars born uh, with Bradley Cooper. And, uh, well, and did
1: you, did you see the, the and, about- and and, the fashion movie, you know, the one, she's the, uh, you know, the fashion family, one of my, uh, you know, the one. Jared's in that too as well. I didn't didn't see that. Yeah, but she's, the the, the movie, the movie's, you know, eh, it's got strong and weak points, but her, every scene, she just soaks up the, I mean, she just dominates that 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 screen. She's so good.
0: I can't wait for the sequel. I just can't wait. Well, and the fact that Joaquin's,
1: The fact that Joaquin's doing it, that's what blows Mm -hmm. me away because I'm sure you guys all know about the Dr. Strange thing. And he's like, you know, got offered this massive amounts of money to do Dr. Strange. And he's like, I'm not doing, I don't do sequels. You know, I mean, the fact that he was be able to be convinced to do a sequel just because of his, you know, his, you know, call it branding, call it his, his outlook, whatever it is. But that that the Joaquin branding is not a sequel guy, you know, Mm. and, uh, the fact that he they convinced him to do this sequel you know the script had to just freaking knock him out
0: you know yeah and i and i think that's all the more reason to to believe that maybe batman's not in it and i'm crawling inside his head way too much for a person i don't know but i'm just speculating that,
2: Here, that- here's something weird i do whenever i see the joker whenever he first appears on screen whenever Joaquin first appears on screen i do my diane diane weest impression where i go Hi, Gary. <laughs> <Like from laughs> Parenthood. I can't, I can't help to do that line from uh, Parenthood. That's that such a great a, film. <laughs> he's had a hell of a career, and he was really, really good in Parenthood, just as that little kid yeah. who's jerking it all the time. Because
0: yeah. that—that's his mom, right? And she has no yeah, connection. Yeah, g-
2: plays his mom, and he's he, like he goes, skulking in and out of the house. Hi, Gary. Like, Hi, bye. Gary. And he goes off to his room. Yeah,
0: yeah he got, then he goes and busts up his dad's dentist office. Yeah, right. And, and then uh Ted, Ted Theodore, Logan, same character in that, you know, oh, that yeah, movie. Oh, but... yeah, yeah. That <laughs> is
2: I one think, messed up little dude. I think
0: that dude's going for a world record. <laughs> 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 <First masturbation. laughs> uh, quick, quick,
1: Quickly on the transition scene, you know, you guys have mentioned about Nicholson and the transition scene in Batman 89. I, I would also say there's, I love the, and I call it a transition scene in Joaquin mm. Phoenix's uh, Joker the bathroom scene after he kills mm-hmm. the guys on the subway with the cello oh, yeah. and that's to me that's where he becomes that's where everything snaps and he becomes yeah. joker right it's a great there. scene yeah yeah i'm, so I'm gonna
0: I, yeah. i'm gonna revisit that soon uh jen mm-hmm. has never seen it and that's something for uh, yeah i think that's right up her alex she likes horror films too that's it's gruesome yeah okay cool deal well listen guys this was a great conversation it was a hard one what a Thank you, Freebase, for the uh, the topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yay. I'll I'll, Always talk Joker. Yeah, can't wait for me to be able to afford a real producer for the show where we have people clapping and things going on. But anyway, we'll do get we, there. Wait, before we fa- mm-hmm.
2: do, do we mention Mark Hamill? I, I think I've got a. I have got i got to say something good about Mark Hamill and his portrayal as the a- animated. And it's his birthday Joker.
1: today too, right? Is it? Is it?
2: I'm pretty sure I saw that on the uh, that little platform we sometimes hang yeah. out on yeah yeah well, props to <laughs> yeah. Mark Hamill because yeah. once again another uh, another Joker actor bringing his own flavor and uh, angle on the character that was uh, I mean that's one of the great things about the Joker characters I don't think any one Joker portrayal has knocked off a previous portrayal uh, let's just do what Heath Ledger did or let's just do what Jack Nicholson did you don't really see that and certainly Mark Hamill could have come in on the success of batman 89 and done sort of a jack nicholson impression as that character and obviously you have to give some credit to to bruce tim for developing it but um it was a wonderful and purely psychotic portrayal of uh of the joker and i thought he did have that depth to it where there, the the joker in the animated series and mask of the phantasm was uh, was both silly and psychotic in equal parts. I think that was uh, another angle to uh, Mark Campbell's Joker that was really uh, entertaining. I love. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to
0: say real quick, I love watching him record Joker yes. in the studio. <laughs> right. you, can, you can see him in live action mm-hmm. doing it, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can I ask you guys one final question? Uh, thinking of the current landscape, any actor, any age, any era, whether it be like, I wish this person at this time would have, or this person, this current actor would do it. Uh, who would you like to see play the Joker that hasn't played the Joker yet? Who do you Ooh, think would it? I mean, obviously the William, question. the William Dafoe one's the one that everybody always, you know, you've seen so many different that won't be fan, 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 <laughs> fan casting. Yeah. Mine either, but I'm saying you mm-hmm. see that, but that idea, like if there was, you know, any era, like we can even. Dead,
0: see, dead yeah. or living?
1: Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: How about a Lawrence Olivier Joker? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, uh Joker that's
2: living or dead. Oh, De- uh, Dennis Hopper. Oh, wow, I could see that. How about Dennis Hopper as Joker? That would have been great. Like uh 70s, like apocalypse now era, Dennis Hopper.
0: What what I would love is to take some random terrible actor like Chuck Norris and like it works brilliantly or something. That's right. where my mind's going and like. You know, the casting of John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Who would have thought that would have worked at that time? He's revered now, but at that time, was like, what? The look Who's Talking guy? That ship sailed years ago. And of course, he was brilliant, and then he had his beautiful career after that. So I'm trying to also, like, crawl inside that mentality, right? That's why I don't like Chuck you know else, now
2: Now the flood banks are opening here, but uh, the floodgates. Uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell be another oh
1: joker.
2: wow I, I mean he's I, pretty much I, is the
1: joker in clockwork orange <laughs> you know true yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, i've got one and it's going to throw everything for a loop river okay. phoenix
1: oh oh
2: yeah wow yeah.
0: yeah that'll open up a can of worms right interesting yeah all right, cool deal. Well, okay, let's do some plugs and get out of here. Freak, where can we find you? Uh, TikTok, obviously.
1: Yeah, or- yeah. just Yeah, I'm at TikTok all the time. Obviously, all the other socials like everybody else. It's all under, doesn't matter, Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever you call it nowadays, threads, all that stuff. Um, just at F-R-E-E-K-B-A-S-S. Just look me up there, and it'll pop up somewhere, I'm sure.
0: Awesome. Thanks a lot, buddy.
1: Mr. Rob Seska. Uh,
2: you know what? It just occurred to me, Freak base as Joker. <laughs>
1: that is this all this music thing is I'm telling you it's just a front. This is
0: yeah, all a front. Uh, this is, yeah, you could write your own score, your your own score. There you go. Now I kind of want to see theme. that.
2: You got to do yeah. a uh, live stream in full Joker makeup, freak.
0: Well, he does some live streams in a mask. Can, yes, yeah, I do. That's true. Yes,
2: yeah. consider it done. Consider it done. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can find my podcast uh on my Patreon page. Actually, that's BobSeskaShow.com. It's right here on the screen right there yeah. uh and also uh, everywhere you get your podcasts
1: and so, bob yeah. quickly you're you're probably getting close i mean because of what's going on in the news right now you, <clears throat> the, the star trek one like theoretically might be up again sometime soon
2: is that true uh, or is that, yeah the, i hope so yeah i right. gotta talk to mary when we're gonna restart that if the uh, right. actors can come to some sort of agreement and And uh, settle all of that. I think we'll be ready to dive back in. Yeah,
0: Let's hope for that. Lots to talk about for sure. Yeah. Yes. And we'll do a whole show of Courtney Brun and I on just the strike and everything once this is back up and running. Anyway, so on behalf of the three of us, let me just say this real fast. My personal Facebook page was hacked by a phishing scam. Uh. We lost our friends from work Facebook page. I'm going to have to recreate that. But follow us on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter, YouTube friends from work pod find us all over the internet i'm at dick shoes on twitter thanks for watching friends from work catch you next time